Hey, Dr. Randy here from the Intentional Living Center. We're live today. Welcome uh, to our show. Welcome to our center. And I tell you what, I'm going to open my phone lines here in about 30 seconds. And uh, I'd like to talk. I want to be here for you. You know, Intentional Living, we hear so many stories of people living intentionally in their lives. And I know some of you right now are trying to make maybe a decision in your life or you're trying to think something through, wrestling with something in your life, and you just want to talk. You want to get some feedback. I'm here. This is Intentional Living. I'll tell you what, we'll talk and then I'll share with you one thing that I believe from a biblical perspective, from an experience perspective, from years of working with people that maybe will help you. Just uh, let's talk. Phone line is open. It's uh, it's up to you. Kind of an open phones. 888-888-1717 is my number. 888-888-1717. You know, I've worked with people over the years and so often uh, when we get done talking, I'll sometimes wonder, you know, if we could have talked maybe a little bit earlier in the process before you made some decision that went in a different direction, or if you had talked to someone, uh, gotten some counsel, uh, gotten some input, uh, talked to someone that maybe could have helped you think it through, uh, would have made a difference in your life, and you know that. And so that's what we're going to do today. The phone line is open, and if you have a question for me, uh, whatever it is, Let's talk. 888-888-1717. This is the Intentional Living Center. And uh, let's get started with uh, Marianne in Michigan. I think she's got a question about finances. Uh, so welcome to the program. Go right ahead. Hi, Dr. Carlson. I, I'm uh, calling because I, I notice this during the holidays even more so, but it, it doesn't really matter if it's the holidays. I struggle a lot of times with saying no and sticking with it about something because, like, I'm a single, I'm divorced, uh, on a fixed income at this point, health issues. And I, <laughs> recently, I just moved to get away from one of my adult children <laughs> because I, I, even though I would say no, no, I can't do this right now or help out or whatever, it would be like, you know, almost badgering or manipulating to, you know, get. No, wait a minute. You and, said uh, you moved, you actually physically moved to another place to get away from a son or daughter? No, not just to get away from, uh, yeah, in a sense, get away from one, but I was trying to move closer to my grandchildren. Yeah. But the, the bottom Bottom line is, it was my, my daughter and grandchildren and son-in-law, but the reality is it didn't help because when I see things even that I, you know, for my grandchildren or they ask for something or, you know, there's something with uh, there, I still tend to have a struggle with, no, I can't yeah. do this right now. Oh, please, please, please. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, Marianne, you, know, you, I, you, you work out of the, out of guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yep, you, you, that's you, true. Yeah, I mean, and this is true. Many times I see this with singles who are divorced, and they want to make up for. And if you're a pleaser and you want your kids happy, and you think if you get them things, you're gonna be happy, and they are for a little bit. But at the end of the day, who's gonna be taking care of you, Marianne, when you need help down the road here? You need to set aside for yourself. I think we do our kids a disservice. I'd change my mind on this one. I think you do your mm-hmm. kids a disservice by using all your money not to prepare for your older age when you need to take care of yourself. When they may may or may not be there to help you, right? Because I'm telling you, yeah. Because I, I think, yeah, I agree with you because I was I'm a caregiver for my mom for the last six years, and even that got to be kind of overwhelming because I was trying to deal with my kids and their issues, oh. and you know. Yeah, well, listen, and, and, and Marianne, mom, you're you're a pleaser. You're a pleaser. You're a, yeah. You want everybody happy. You're a caregiver, and that's yeah. you know, those are nice traits, but they got to be controlled. Because they can get out of hand. Exactly. Remember what they say on the airplane about 
when the airbags come out of the ceiling, uh, if needed during flight, they always tell the parents to put the air on their on themselves first, right? Yeah. And why why, why do they do that? Why do they why do they do that? <laughs> well, because if they're not around, they're not going to really be able to help. There you go. Their right. children or anything and, else. And so, and listen, oh. you're going to have to. This is a self discipline issue. This is not a money problem. Okay. This is an okay. issue of putting together a budget and learning the word no. Budget. No. Okay. No. 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 And you got to put a plan together and then stick with your plan, Marianne, because if you allow mm-hmm. your emotions to to run your life, you're going to run right into a ditch. Okay. That, it makes sense, right? Yeah, sure it does. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. Actually, this year I've I've uh, supported uh, the family life and uh, and in the past, you know, the radio stations intermittently. But I don't know for some reason this year, like I I decided intentionally to give consistently for like intentional living and family life uh, because I I just felt like for some reason. And help me more and more of an impact. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Well, we appreciate that, uh, Marianne, and uh, the fact that you're supporting the ministry. And as you support your kids, remember sometimes uh, when we support our young adults and our adult children, uh, it, we support them best by holding them accountable, letting them grow up, um, making sure that uh, they become as responsible as you want them to be. They need to become in a in a culture today that certainly isn't. I was reading a statistic today of the number of Generation Z and millennials that are living at home in the basement of their parents, and partly because of inflation and the economic stress. I get it. I get it. But I also read in that same article about how the Generation Z is very materialistic in many ways in terms of wanting flashy stuff and, and expensive things. And I think part of that is if they're living in the basement with mom or dad or grandparents, they have extra cash flow available to do things. So anyway... Uh, just keeping that balance, I think, is uh, is a good idea. Today, just open phones. What are you facing? Can I give you some feedback? Love to talk to you. Kind of like a brother in Christ. How's that sound? I'll be your brother in Christ here today. Uh, and uh, or, or that uncle that needs to talk, tell you the truth. How's that sound? I'll just be that uncle to tell you the truth. Uncle Randy today. Uh, 888-888-1717 is my phone number. Let's go to Joseph um, Who's on the line? Joseph, welcome to Intentional Living. How are you doing today? What's your question? I'm doing good today, Dr. Randy. Nice to get through and talk to you. I'm uh, question is, <clears throat> I just left a 15-year career in the culinary industry, and um, my wife is now working full-time and going to college, and I'm staying at home with my children now for about four or five months, learning a lot of new things and a lot of respect for uh, my wife especially, <laughs> but... I really want to uh, <laughs> direct a new path for me in a career that is God intentional, which I've never done in my whole entire life. I've always been looking out for myself and running after the money for jobs. And it's never been something mm. that has been fulfilling for me. And now in the position I'm in at home with my kids, it's a, it's a great job. I also do want to create an income to help out and, um, I'm trying to find a new steps and path with God. And okay, well, what was it about the culinary business that you liked? I liked the aspect of creating new food and uh, cooking. I did not like the stress. Uh, didn't like the stress. Where, where's, I understand there'd be a lot of stress. Was it uh, where you'd like the lead dog in, in, uh, in a restaurant? 
I worked my way up to the lead dog, which pushed me down, um, you know, coming home and taking it out of my family with frustration and anger and drinking a lot, which uh, I've definitely left behind me. But um, <clears throat> I'm just trying to find something new. I'm trying to develop a new habit, and I haven't developed it to finding this new career I can do and it be family-oriented, but also in line with what God wants. So you didn't like the environment either? The environment um, in the beginning was okay, but it became very toxic towards the end. Was it because of that's the general situation in that profession, or was it the location or the people you were working with? Um, it was a general situation, and the people I was working with, I, I tend to uh, wa- struggle with wanting to be accepted by people, so I would follow the path of, um, you know, saying things and doing things just to be a part of the group. Okay, so part of it is you, and part of it was a setting. Correct. Okay. Um, what was it about, uh, when you think about the culinary profession, it sounds like you enjoyed the creation part, but as you got more and more responsibility, you got more and more stress. If you could be in a in, in the same kind of a business, culinary business, but not have the stress because you're at a different location or a different level in the in the organization, would that bring you joy? That would definitely bring me bring me joy without the stress. Um, um, I really want to do something that gives back. Mm-hmm. And um, and I always wanted to do that. Did you did you intentionally go into the culinary business, or did you did it happen by by sort of accident? I uh, I guess when I started the culinary business, it was a I went to culinary school to go to school, and I had the best of intentions and enjoyed cooking, but it just became something that um, took a lot away from family for almost twenty years. Okay, and it's just something. I don't want to sacrifice that anymore, but mm-hmm. what I hear, what I hear, what I hear a little bit is, or hear a lot, is you want to protect yourself because you're not sure. Maybe you totally trust yourself in certain environments. Yes, and you want to be the 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 man that God's placed you to be in your home and your marriage and your family, and that's a priority. And you're looking to try to find if there's something that you could do that will that will give you some creativity but keep you from those types of temptations in life? Correct. Is that sort of what I'm hearing? Yeah, you're, you're hitting it on the dot. And as you've thought about it, because you're closer to it than I am, what's come to mind for you? If you had to make a decision today, um, what you would do, what would it be? I have thought, I've won, always wanted to get involved with um, food at a shelter or something and, and help do that kind of work instead of the stress of serving people I in a restaurant environment, serving people that are in need. And I can make the food and serve the food and, and be in a happy environment. Preferably, it would be nice to get on with a you know one of the local churches or churches we attend with their, their programs. And I'm not looking to make millions of dollars. I just want to be happy and be able to make some income. What do you think everybody listening is screaming at their radio right now? What do you think? Uh, Follow what I want right now or what I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're doing, Jennifer? Jennifer's in there going, go for it, go for it, go for it. 
do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, I've always been scared of taking risks in life because I've always done it by myself. My biggest wall is patience and trust for God to lead me into the right position and just waiting and, and having him show me the way. And I've always, I've always taken it upon myself to just do it myself and not ask for God's help in it, and especially in work. And what? I'm trying to settle that down and do it. There you go. That would just do it. I think Nike said that, didn't they? Just do it. Um, yeah, what I hear is you enjoy the culinary, you enjoy creating, you want to help people, you want to be in a godly environment, you want that kind of support to encourage you in your own life, uh, as well as being a support to others. Um, I mean, there's different professions and so on, but if this is a, a field that you enjoy, I'm telling you right now, there, there are probably ministries listening right now saying, babe, we need a cook, we need someone to come and run our, our whole food program for us, a church or a mission or a camp or whatever, uh, I would go on the search and, and just put the feelers out there and be praying and seeking and and uh, see, see what God, as long as you, you and your wife are on the same page, um, and see what God does. But follow that. Follow that dream. You, you just shared with everybody in America exactly what's on your heart. And the Bible tells us, you know, that if we if we're, clear in God's will, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And if the desire of your heart is to serve people, feed people, care for people, I believe God will open the door for you. My one thing for you, go for it. Okay. Okay? I can do that. All right. And let yeah, us know. We'll be praying for you, my friend. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Uncle Randy here today. I'm just being your uncle. I'd talk to you like I would my own, uh, my own kids or grandkids or nieces or nephews, if they'd ever listen to me. <laughs> just telling you the truth. You know what? You know what? Uh, we all have different strengths, and one of the things I enjoy doing is just asking questions. Uh, and sometimes that's the best way to get to a point. Now, Joseph, we'll be praying for you, man. Um, do you have a question? you want someone to talk to? Maybe just trying to make a decision in your life, uh, trying to think something through. One thing, how can we be intentional? Intentional living, figuring out what pleases Christ and then doing it for his glory. And of course, whenever that happens, I, I believe and, and have taught and the Bible reinforces the fact that uh, we benefit from that for sure. Let's take a quick break. Jennifer, we'll be back, get some more questions. And uh, Uncle Randy's here from Intentional Living today. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. The words we choose are important. Jesus' words speak to the essence of who He is, as our words are a reflection of who we are. So what do the words we choose to live by every day say about us? In Dr. Randy's teaching, Words Are Transformational, you'll learn to choose a word for the year that will define who you are and how you'll live. When you come up with a word for the year, you can remember it. You come up with a mission statement of seven or eight words, maybe you can remember it. You come up with a whole paragraph, it's gone. As a new year starts, support Intentional Living with a New Year's gift of $50 or more. 
When you give, we'll send you the teaching and we'll throw in the Growth with Gratitude journal that will help you build gratefulness to God and others into your everyday life. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive this month's teaching and make your gift for the new year, call 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And you know, you can call that number, 888-888-1717. When you press number two, it takes you to our staff who's happy to talk to you about our Intentional Living community. You can come and join. We want to make sure we, we get the teaching to you, the mentoring CDs, or actually we do it by um, by email now. We send it to your email box, both video and audio. But if uh, you don't have access to that and a CD is still what you'd like, we can send it to you. I have a CD player in one old car, and of course, they don't have them in the new cars anymore, right? But in one of my old, well, actually, it's the car my dry, my wife drives. So should she be driving the old car and I drive the new car? Well, what we do is kind of rotate. Anyway, uh, thank you for your support, for being a part of the ministry. We appreciate it. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen is that number, or go to theintentionallife.com. Uncle Randy here today on Intentional Living, just talking to you. Um, as they used to say, like a Dutch uncle, right? You ever heard that term? A Dutch uncle? Because I married into a Dutch family. Just tell you the truth. The best we can. Okay, let's get back to the calls here. Go to Beth in Georgia. Hi, Beth. What's your question today? How do I help my adult daughter and her fiancé with some severe money issues? All right, so they're not married yet, and they got, how serious are their financial issues? Well, you have one that's an extreme saver and one that's an extreme spender. Um, My daughter is the spender. She started working at 15 and became very materialistic very early due to making her own money. Mm -hmm. Um, Now at the golden age of 22, she um, likes things, very materialistic, wasn't raised that way, was raised very homeschooled, goodwill shopping, you know, the sacrificial parent raising. Mm -hmm. And um, now that she's getting married, her fiancé, who is a descendant of a refugee family from another country, came to America, had their son, raised him to be very uh, conservative spender. And when they started dating, he started giving her gifts because mm-hmm. that's what she wanted. And now it's stressing him out mm-hmm. because he wants to spoil her, which every man typically does yeah. want to spoil his girl or his wife. Until they get married. It's to the, yeah. <laughs> until, it, until it gets to the it's point, over. it's just more of a stress. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I've, I've tried to talk to both of them and tell her you don't have to have such things. And I've tried to talk to what him. Is she, where do you think she got no. that? Where, where did that come from? She wasn't raised that way? Where, where, where did that? I think, it, I think it started when she started working so young and she could make her own money. Was she responsible for money? Did you did she get an allowance? Was she responsible to pay bills and that kind of thing, or has she been irresponsible oh, with her money? No, she's very responsible. She's on her bought her second car now. Uh-huh. Um, very very responsible. Just constantly needs something. <laughs> well, well, what is her financial? Does she, she make? Does she make a lot of money? Does she have adequate resources, or is she has adequate resources? Um, they are paying for their own wedding. And 
they both live at home still, so they're both able to put all the money in the wedding. But instead of doing something very, very simple, it's very extravagant, just mm-hmm. over the top, yeah. to the point it's stressing him out because so much is needed. And, and, and what I is don't he, know how to help Is he coming to you? Is it with the stress? Um, no. So um, how do you know he's stressed I'm out? It a little bit, I'm getting it secondhand from her. He's worried about this and he's worried about that. And I'm just like, okay. So he, he um, was in my presence without her around. And I just said, what's got you down? What's got you bothered? And he was, I said, is it money? And it was absolutely was. First answer, yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to guide him. I mean, I've tried to explain to him, you can tell her no. It, it won't kill her to hear the word no. You know, you don't have to give her everything that she wants. Well, your daughter, you said, was 22 or 23 years old. Yes. And he is, I'm assuming... 23. Okay, an adult. Same age. Um, mm-hmm. They're not asking for your input. No. They're not asking for you to give them direction. No. This is a mother's heart that's saying, I see what's at the end of this train. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that's it. What, what, what you're doing is you just have been around long enough to see where this could lead. You don't know for sure, but you see a disaster potentially in the making. Yes. I told him very early on, you're creating a monster. You're mm-hmm. creating a monster. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. And now we are to the point of having a monster. <laughs> yeah. And what kind of a relationship do you have with these two? Very, very close. Extremely close. Okay. So they respect you. To the point that I can offer some marital counseling with them close. Mm -hmm. All right. So your heart is concerned about what you see coming down the trail. Your your daughter is, sounds like she's responsible in terms of making money, being responsible for paying her bills, but it kind of like she wants a lot. She's more materialistic than you think she ought to be. And that this young man is going to have a problem trying to keep up and, and keep everything going. Um, but do you not know? Maybe they've talked it through. Maybe they have a budget. Maybe they have a plan. They do have a budget. She just doesn't stick to it very well. Mm-hmm. So again, you <laughs> just, you see a problem coming, but you yes. you want to fix it. But you and I both know you can't fix it. No, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. And I I just do I stay out of it? Do I offer suggestions? Do I try to help him? What do you do? Well, let Uncle Randy here talk to you. <laughs> let, me be, let me be your little Swedish uncle here, because I'm actually I'm Swedish. My wife is Dutch, but uh, I, here's what I would here's what I would suggest. First of all, you got a mother's heart. You raised your daughter. She sounds like she's very responsible in terms of making money, paying bills, working hard. That um, this young man uh, sounds like he's a a good guy. Let me ask you: Do you? Are, are you supportive of them getting married? Forget the, the finances. Absolutely. Okay. So you love them both. You I've think, led both okay. of them to the Lord. So All yes, right. absolutely. All right. And that's what I was going to take. Give them to the Lord. I would sit down with them because you got to get this off your chest. I'd say to them because you got a great relationship. Guys, I love you. I only say this once uh, because I love you. But look at, look at my life. I'm, I'm a little bit older than you are. Been down the road a little bit. And I'm just concerned when I see the, the the way the world is today with finances. I'd really encourage you to make sure you have a budget plan put together and that you have a total agreement and you work on it because the number one problem in marriages often comes back to, to the relationship of money 
and the relationship and money. And I want you to know I'm going to be praying for you, but I'm not writing any checks. I'm not covering. I'm not covering you when you when you when you dig a, a hole. You're on your own. But I want you to know I'm loving you and I'm praying for you. And uh, tell me when the wedding is because I'm going to be there. Great advice. Thank you so much. And then what I would do is I would go out for a coffee and thank Jesus, and I'd move on with my life. Okay? <laughs> All right. All right. Thank I know, you so I much. know I made that a lot easier than Uncle Randy can make it a lot easier than it really is. But I'll tell you, that's really what you have to do because you you have to focus on the right on the good things here, too. You love these guys. You think they're the right for each other. God's in this. Um, we all get, you know what? We all get to a place in life sometimes by our own experiences. And it might be they have to have some bumps in the road and the finances before they wake up. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they're going to be highly successful and they know more than you think they do. But uh, you got a lot to be thankful for. That's for sure. We got a quick break or we out of time. Let's take it. Be right back. There are six things that we should consider when we're picking one word for 2023. First of all, one word will always get to the point. The power of getting very select and not many words, but one word. Number two, one word is very sticky. We can say a lot of words and they're forgotten, but one word like love or cancer or divorce or care or help or forgiveness sticks. It's important. Number three, one word takes more thought than deciding on 10 words. Also, one word should be actionable. In other words, something you can act on in your life. It should be meaningful, number five, and it should be measurable. In other words, helping you set a goal for your life. One word for 2023, what would it be? If you had to put a banner over your house, your head, your heart uh, for the year, what would be that word? Um, I hope you're picking one. By the way, that's the lesson this month for our Intentional Living community. Next month is going to be Intentional Living when you feel sick and tired. When you're sick and tired, how does Intentional Living work? That's the February lesson for our Intentional Living community. Those supporting the ministry monthly, thank you for doing that. You're welcome to join us uh, by going to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Click on donate or call 888-888-1717 and press number two. Um, this this week, and we're just opening the phone lines, just want to talk. I'll be your Swedish uncle here, Uncle Randy, um, and, and just talk to you what I like I would to my own, to those uh, that I know and I love, my own kids and grandkids and nephews and nieces, um, from the standpoint of being intentional. So if you're trying to make a decision in life, you're thinking something through and you just want to talk to someone, we'll try to give you some help that hopefully will be biblical and encouraging. That's what we're here for, intentional living. Again, the phone line is open for that right now because we're going to stay in the studio. And I've got some friends to talk to, Joanna and Laura. We'll get to you in a moment. Uh, that'll be coming up later in the week. But if you want to join in or schedule a time to talk uh, on a show, you can do that. Stephen's taking your calls right now at 888-888-1717. And uh, when you do, he's happy to talk to you. 888-888-1717. If you're trying to make a decision today or think something through, you know, the Bible talks about finding wise counsel. Get to your pastor, get to someone you trust. Um, people that are going to be further along in life, bring you along and encourage you. Uh, and of course, being God's word and a lot of prayer. 
I'm Randy Carlson. This is the Intentional Living Center, and we'll see you again tomorrow.